We met on Hinge. What? <laughs> yeah. Yo, Hinge, send us a check. That's, yeah. This is number three. Yeah. 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 All right, all right. Yeah, well, we met on Hinge. You know, um, that app that's meant to be deleted. That's what they say. <laughs> that's what they say. It's no free advertisement. No for my. I might have to cut this and they don't send me a check. We met on Hinge too. Really? Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Look at Oz. So we met on Hinge. Um, we set up a date to go actually to Harlem Nights for comedy night. That's you know that's my icebreaker during the time. You know because of the date then. Welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things from around the world. And we are in season three, Couples Goals, aka Black Love. We got the amazing co-host for this season. Yep. Can you tell them who you are? I'm Jackie. I'm his fiance. Oh, my love, my love. And <laughs> we have an amazing dynamic duo today. Can you guys tell us who you are and where you're from? Ladies, ladies, ladies <laughs> first. <laughs> I am Monica. I am Rodney's fiance. Um, I am a photographer. Been a photographer for over a decade now. Um, as of recently, I've been shooting cute little newborns. Um, but I do a little bit of everything, uh, photography wise. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, the only thing I don't dibble and dabble in is music industry or fashion. Not interested. I'm a model turned photographer. So I had okay. my time in that world. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I am. Um, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is, uh, Monica V photo underscore. Cool. And then where are you from? I am a rich, I grew up in the Bronx in Riverdale. Mm -hmm. um, I am of African American and Dominican descent. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. 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 Sir, can you tell us who you are and where you're from? I am Rodney Hurricane Carter. You know, I'm born <laughs> and raised in New York City, but half and half Harlem, half and half Queens. All right. I am, well, I'm half man, half amazing, like I like to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, modern day superhero slash ninja. But Hurricane Fitness is my business. I run a personal training studio in Harlem and we change lives one rep at a time. Um, we work with people anywhere from eight to 80, blind, crippled, and crazy. Uh, we are definitely <laughs> one of the go-to spots in Harlem. My background is in personal, my background is actually in boxing. I started off as a boxer. I've mm -hmm. uh, been boxing over 25 years on and off. Um, started personal training, got into personal training from boxing, personal training for at least over 15 years now. Um, started my business in the last five years. And we've been off and running ever since. Okay. okay. So, so how did y'all meet? Brooklyn, I mean, Queens, Harlem dude meets, you know, crazy Bronx, but we're not going to say that because she went. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> she's from Riverdale. Like, that's, that's a little Girl. different. <laughs> like, side of the Bronx. I don't even think like, that should be considered the Bronx. That should be considered its own capsule. 
suburbs of the Bronx. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we're territorial about where we're from in New uh, York City. Boroughs so get crazy. It gets crazy. Get crazy. <laughs> so we met online, actually. We met on Hinge. What? <laughs> so yeah. Hinge, send us a check. That's yeah. this is number no. three. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, we met on Hinge. You know, um, an app that's meant to be deleted. That's what they say. <laughs> that's what they say. It's no free advertisement. No free advertisement. <laughs> I might have to cut this and it don't send me a check. We met you know on Hinge too. Really? Look at that. Yeah. Look, at that. Awesome. <laughs> Look at that. Look at the odds. So we met on Hinge. Um, we set up a date to go actually to Harlem Nights for comedy night. That's you know, that's my icebreaker during the time. You know, because if the day didn't work out, at least I wanted to get some laughs out of it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, from that point, I couldn't get rid of her. She never left my side. <laughs> no, to be honest, I, <laughs> I don't tell it to that be, way. To be honest, after my own heart. I'm telling you. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't tell it that way. <laughs> you really want. ever say. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, all right. So, um, y'all are going to hear our story at some point, but, um, what did you initiate the conversation off of Rodney? Like, like, did you comment on a picture picture, or, or so to be honest, she commented on it was me. Yeah, my page. Yeah, she <laughs> took <laughs> she saw the muscles the and she was like, yeah. it, was me. it was me. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, and it wasn't even a picture. I think she I think she was it a was little, your it was your uh it was pet a, peeve. Yeah, my it was your pet peeve. Yeah. No, was it a pet peeve? No, it was a fetish. No, it was a weird fetish that um, I like. It wasn't a pet peeve. Oh man! One of my well, don't look up his hinge profile. He's not <laughs> it's on there already anymore. deleted. deleted it's, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Wait, babe, ours might be the same as theirs. What was the question that it you? Was, hers was a guilty pleasure. My guilty pleasure. That's yeah. what he commented on. <laughs> we smart. We on the same page. You and Monica. Monica. Yeah. Monica. <laughs> like, like all the thir- all the thirsty girls are gonna comment on, on the pictures, yeah, on the boxing. <laughs> gonna take it seriously. <laughs> exactly. Look, we right here. It worked. It worked. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> it did. It did. Yeah. So, and that, and what was the uh, question? It was something about. I think I, I, I like girls with like nice nails, they nails done or something like that. You know, I'll be checking out people's nails, hand, fingernails, toenails, you know, it's, I'm, I'm like stuck with that boomerang scene, you know, and pull the sheets back. <laughs> she got ugly feet. I cannot do it. So I had to make sure. Yeah, you, <laughs> you got some nice toes, some nice hands. Good to go. You ain't want her messing up your sheets. I got you. I got you, bro. It's it's scary sometimes. Okay. And so from there, you know, um, because y'all met prior to the pandemic, right? Yeah. Yes. So y'all did the so you did the comedy thing and did it work out? Like it clearly it worked out, but like what was that <laughs> night like? Oh, I was late 45 minutes. Oh wow. Mm. 
So we switching roles right now. So y'all two on the same timeline. You know, you give them an hour early just so you can get there on time. Yeah. We talking about them. We, you know. Oh, I, look, listen, my man. You know where I'm coming from. You know what I'm it's a reviving over here. I, you know, I, 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 but look, but that's why I chose the comedy spot. Mm. So it didn't matter if she was late or not. It ain't even matter if she didn't show. I'm in a spot where I'm gonna have a good time. You know what I mean, okay. that's, that's, a that's a smart man because you know what he was. What he's saying is he was hoping that you did show up, but in case you didn't, you <laughs> gave him a good time by himself. Right. Exactly. It's a gift either way. You know what I mean. Win win. win. <laughs> <laughs> and so from there, you guys, like you said, unseparable, right? Oh, and yeah. so. So from there, I want to kind of ask you guys, um, what inspired you by you both to travel like individually? Before like, you met each before other. Before you met each other. Like what, what inspire you, inspires you to travel? You want to go first? What inspires me to travel? All right. Well, what, what got you into traveling? The, like your first time leaving Queens or leaving Harlem was triggered by what? And then did that inspire to keep traveling? I think it was triggered really by my, um, so when I was maybe 12 years old, my uncle, uh, he was in the army and he traveled the world a lot. And he invited me to come live with him in Japan, him and my cousin, nice. wow. same age. Um, and for some reason, my dad didn't want me to go. So he kind of cock blocked that whole situation, which I thought would have been a dope situation. Like to this day, I'd be like, yo, pops, why you do that? He still don't <laughs> want to. So stuck on that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, at that age, Japan, you got you got like quarterly. You, you got the you got the uh karate flicks on the channel on the late Everything. night. Channel. I was nice and uh, Bruce Lee was the man back then. Listen, you know? Listen you talking about was it early 80s, late 70s, right? It was nah, it was late 80s, early 90s, somewhere around there, probably. Right, yeah, early that's when 90s. we was like heavy into the kung fu movies, the martial arts, the ninja. You know what Ninja, I'm saying? Ninja Turtles. The Ninja Turtles was big around that. <laughs> they were in New York. Yeah. Listen. listen. So look, <laughs> my, 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 my cousin went with his father, you know, of course, and he came back speaking Japanese and all of that, you know? Like, I was jealous. I'm like, yo, I wish I would have, for, for all this time, I wish I would have got to go. So that, part of that sparked my interest um, in, in just traveling, but my family couldn't really afford to take us traveling. It was six of us, you know? Like the most traveling we did was like Hershey Park, you know, Virginia. We went to, you know, the theme parks and whatnot. Never really, anywhere we can drive, you know, between That's six to eight hours. But some people that travel, you gotta realize there's people in your hood that probably, not today, hopefully, that haven't seen yeah, outside of Harlem. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you got people that haven't, look, I got people, I got family that's afraid to come across the bridge to Jersey. Right. So, yeah, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's relative. It's very yeah. relative to what travel is for people. Yeah. So that's, that, that's what sparked my interest. My first actual trip, um, my college girlfriend took me to Barbados mm. and it was my first trip. I went out the country. Um, was it really? Yeah. It was my first trip out the country and I had a horrible time. I hated it. Wow. <laughs> it was so bad. Of all countries, Barbados. Why? Yeah. 
So I wanted to go to Barbados because I had family from Barbados, mm-hmm. but I didn't know. So I went going around saying like, you know, um, like asking for the Bullen family, right? Mm-hmm. And they saying you can't say that because in Barbados that means like boxing man, it's like gay. You can't go around mm-hmm. saying Bullen because they think you're gay for one. But the oh, reason why the trip was so horrible was because I don't know. I guess because she took me. She got kind of like controlling, possessive, or whatever the case may be, and just wanted to do everything her way. And I'm like, I, I'm not cool with this, y'all. I'll see you later. So I went, you know, looking, scouring Barbados for weed. Wow. <laughs> Found some weed to cope for the rest of the few days that I was there. Hey, look, I mean, when, when in Barbados, right? When in Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> Monica, how about you? What was your first trip? And then what what gives you that travel bug? Like, I got to go. I got to get out of here. So I don't remember my first trip because I was a baby. Um, But what inspired me to travel was definitely my maternal grandparents. Mm -hmm. Um, They were from the Dominican Republic, came here, created a really great life for themselves and their family. And one of the things that my grandfather would always talk about is that he would want to put aside a certain amount of money for them to travel every single year. Mm. And he, you know, he talked about it. He boasted about it. Cause you know, he's like this poor little boy from the Dominican Republic who used to sell Latinos barefoot in the street. Um, and so he would talk about it with so much pride. Um, and my grandmother started a plate collection So every country that they went to or every trip that they went on, they did a lot of international travel. She would get a plate. And in their home that I remember going to as a child, they had uh, like a two-story foyer and all the plates were displayed on the wall. And um, my sister and I used to sit on the stairs and we would like, you know, pretend like, oh, where are you going this time? And we would look at the plates and we'd be like, okay, we're going to go to Kenya. We're going to go to Morocco. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. And so as a child, I always had this desire to travel. Uh um, And that kind of sparked, sparked it in me to always want to try to do something at some point during the year. Hopefully I would always say I want to travel quarterly. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so that definitely inspired me. And I still kind of take that with me like every day. My grandparents are no longer um, alive. So it definitely means a lot every trip that I take, especially the international travel for me. So what was the first travel that you could remember that you scheduled or somebody scheduled for you for you to go? That was on that bucket list of a two-story. <laughs> two-story <laughs> with all the plates. Um, I want to say, I want to say, I mean, I traveled before that, but the first trip that was like, a, like really meant a lot to me. I went to Vietnam mm. and I, my dad scheduled that for all of us. He put that together. He's a, Viet, uh, a Vietnam vet. Mm-hmm. So on the 40th anniversary, I think it was um, of him going to Vietnam or coming back. I don't remember which one it was. Um, he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. He was uh looking for a woman and her mom that kind of made his time in Vietnam better Mm -hmm. nice they used to work on the the base where he where he was stationed Mm -hmm. um and so it became this whole like you know quest to find Wei and her mother 
Yeah. And it was pretty amazing. Um, leading up to the trip, we, they still hadn't found them. And I think it was we, the day that we were departing for Vietnam, we got news from the travel agent who was also working to kind of help find them, yeah. um, that they, they got some information about their whereabouts, oh, wow. at least Wei's whereabouts, her mom was um, deceased. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think that kind of like opened my eyes even more so to traveling and wanting to do it so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in my early 20s at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an amazing trip. It was it was so much fun. It was such a new experience, you know, being halfway on the other side of the world, um, which was kind of like, now I get why mom and papa were like so into traveling. Like, yeah. I got to do this. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. So, Rodney, did you know, did you, both of y'all know each other had this traveling bug or was it something like y'all, over time, y'all figured it out? Well, I know that she uh, traveled quite a bit. Um, but I think it was more like a gradual over time that like you know, we like to travel a lot and we foresee travel a lot in our future. Nice. What was your first trip together? Hmm. Was it Montreal? Montreal, I think. They've been so many places they I can't, know, they they can't stop remember. counting. <laughs> she got she got Montreal, a two story, you... she got a two-story four year of her own I right know. now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, nowhere near. <laughs> she got a double decker, you know. So Montreal was the first. So yeah, who planned man. it? Who decided where y'all were going and got all the stuff together? <laughs> he's point. He's pointed at I you. I, so I decided Montreal. I don't I, remember. I, I, I don't remember. This was. Like, <laughs> I had nothing to do with Montreal. This was. I think it was something like three months after we met each other. So I don't, I don't really remember. That seems like moons ago. I don't remember who decided Montreal, but I do know, and this is kind of something that will always happen when we travel. I am huge on accommodations. Yeah. I have to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of the person that, you know, will do full play like travel agent when it comes to accommodations for sure. Um, and I remember I was the one who booked hotel. She's from Riverdale, what you expect? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the hood. Yeah, I slept in shacks before. I don't, I, but yeah, I think that was the first Depending trip. Depending on the trip. If it's a trip where we're roughing it, then that's a totally different situation. But I like to be in charge of accommodations, for sure, sure. That was the trip that we actually drove. We drove to Montreal. Um, mm-hmm. That was that was a first for me. No, as a child, I drove to Canada, but as an adult, that was the first time that that I experienced driving uh, mm-hmm. to another. And that's country. not a bad trip from New York to Montreal. Yeah, is about five hours, give or take a few. Yeah, yeah. I stopped in Boston and chill. But other than that, it's pretty quick. Oh, it's quick. only five hours. Yeah, to drive? yeah, it's only five. Yeah. That's an yeah. easy trip. It was an, it was yeah it was a quick straight shot up. Toronto, very involved. Rough. I'm still one of her questions. Like, what did you guys learn about each other traveling together? I know you like that question. <laughs> <laughs> that we can do it more often. <laughs> no, that's not. No. What have you learned about each other traveling? What have I learned about each other? What was that? All right. One second. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. That's not me, though. That's not me, by the way. That's so fine. We can edit it. 
Um, what, did we, what have we learned about each other? What did we learn about each other? Um, Through traveling, what have you learned about? We learned each other? that she likes nice accommodations. Mm -hmm. We learned that. What else have I learned about you in the traveling? Um, well, you can't be asking her. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it to myself. I'm asking myself. Are yeah. oh, you just looking at her? You're not looking for hints or clues. My eyes will get the answer. <laughs> but while while Rodney's still figuring it out, what did you learn about Rodney? I'm kind of still figuring it out. Also, um, that's a really really good question. That's a great question. Um, I think I think it's cemented that he's quite the adventurous. Mm. Um, where I knew that, um, I, it's like I see it in action <laughs> when we travel. He's definitely the one that will be like, yeah, come on, let's do it. You know, um, but I don't know. I don't know if it goes much deeper than that with me just like right now thinking about it. I don't know if I can think of anything else. That's how we went. Well, you're down for you're down for some of my craziness. <laughs> so 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 tell us some of your crazy. Are you like zip lining, walking across a, a bridge that's like two miles in the air, parachuting? <laughs> what are we talking about? So the last trip I went on, I went, was it parasailing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went parasailing. Um been skydiving. Oh, definitely wow. do zip lining. Um yeah, like I, I wanna I wanna try it all. Everything, you know, under the sun and then see what Except I like. Except for bungee jumping. You know, that episode on Martin with Hillary <laughs> it scarred me for life. <laughs> I will not bungee jump. But anything else, I'm down to do. I'm down to do. I, I try to get motorcycles every time or, or scooters every time we go out the country mm -hmm. or someplace that has them. Yeah. Um you're not for the scooters? <laughs> She's shaking um, her head no. <laughs> I was for the scooters. Not totally for them, but I was willing to try the scooters. Um, I'm taking a break from the scooters right now. That's like, <laughs> um, Oh, you sound like there was a, the, uh, you was know. It, was there an incident? We was don't want a scooter incident? We were in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Our first day, so the first morning we woke up, had breakfast. It was a lovely day in Tulum. Mm -hmm. And um, afterwards we were gonna go see the Tulum ruins. So we get on the scooter and I'm like, babe, not really like, you know, totally comfortable. Take it easy. I know you're the daredevil, you know. Were you on, on one scooter? One scooter. Oh. Yeah, one scooter. Well. Tiny. We go down the beach and we find out that Tulum ruins are, are closed. So we start to head back. I don't know what it was that we saw that we decided to- um, I think it was massages or something like that. It was something. And so not very dramatic, this incident, but it leads to drama. Um, Rodney turns it in the sand. And so the sand was a little slippery and we were going like, two miles an hour. Mm -hmm. not, um, not adventurous at all. Not adventurous. <laughs> Just being on the scooter, that was the adventure. <laughs> we slipped on the sand, we fell over, and I got a nice third degree burn on my leg about 
seven inches. Oh, oh wow. my God. And yeah, so I'm literally scarred for life. <laughs> <laughs> Not figuratively. But See, scooters life. are supposed to be one person per device. We have two of us on a scooter. Well, you're, are you talking about like the mopad scooters or like, oh, okay, mopads. Yeah. Okay, mopads is different. These families are four on those scooters. Oh. Like at least two of us around. <laughs> 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 Um, okay, so maybe that wasn't the favorite, but what was your <laughs> what was your favorite trip together? What was our favorite trip together? Mm-hmm. Out of all the trips you take in, what was your I favorite? Think we had a good time on that trip too. <laughs> <laughs> She's like trip over. I'm recovering for the rest. Yeah, pretty much. That's what she said. Trip over. <laughs> being there with you but it just changed I was injured um and it was a pretty serious injury so it was yeah and I was a little freaked out flip, though. so and then um, I caught Montezuma's revenge bro so, come on now you should know you don't drink the water in third world country water. I don't know how they got me they slipped me in shower Mickey. water still works <laughs> The brushing your teeth is the same I thing. Bottle water, bottle water. water for the toothbrushes, everything. I don't oh, know. Oh man, bro. Nice drink that was or a fun trip because when he was vomiting, I was popping <laughs> on one foot to bring him the basket because he <laughs> couldn't get out of bed oh, bad. to make it to the toilet. It was, it was crazy. It was both it was, makes for both a good bad. story though. <laughs> it <was both> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely is a great story. <laughs> over and over and laugh about it. You can write a movie about that trip. Like it'd be a whole screenplay. <laughs> so we did the do over. We did. Yeah, the do over might have been might have been the best trip. Yeah. It's a do over we get there. We had to rent a car because she she's on a hiatus from school. <laughs> <laughs> so further notice. So, so we rented a car and that trip was amazing. Um, we did a lot of things that we couldn't do the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then you want to tell the, tell the rest of it? You can tell the rest of it. Okay. <laughs> well, we went to the ruins. What else did we do? We did a lot of things. It was pretty cool. But while we was out there, I have also have a friend that's out there who uh, is into fitness. So we are looking to um, like either open a gym or create some sort of fitness experience out there in Tulum as well. So that's one of the reasons why I went to the second time. So we call it Tulum 2.0. And being that 1.0 was so bad, I said, <laughs> I said to myself, how can I make this experience so much better and, and much more meaningful? So what I did was, you know, we connected. The first time we was out there, I connected with some people. The second time we was out there, we was out there with um, my friend, um, David West, former NBA player, because um, we was all looking to put this, this uh, facility together. Um, and we had a, a, what was you call it? A plant-based vegan experience, right? Mm-hmm. We shot a video out there. Um, so my guy, he flew out a vegan chef. Um, we had like rented out the restaurant. We just all had this experience so we can just video shoot and take the whole thing. And the food was so amazing. I just I caught a light bulb moment. I said, you know what? I think I'm gonna do it right here. So I set it up on like a nice little situation at our hotel. We had like a private, well, we had like a pool area, I had rented out oh made arrangements to get the little private area 
mm-hmm. a pool area and I had it set up, you know, kind of like then I had the vegan chef come up, you know, and they prepared like a little secretive dinner for her where I'm like taking her all around the saloon, you know, you so, good so she don't know what's going on. And then mm. you know, at, at, right before dessert come, you know, I, I kind of proposed to her. Oh, yeah. so good. oh <laughs> my man. Oh, that's so I romantic. Who you married? So yeah, so that's how that went down. Saloon um, 2.0 was definitely a do-over. Saloon 2.0 was a do-over. It was so definitely good. Uh-huh. Yeah, and now we are, we go to Tulum again in two weeks for the month. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, you know, some more business I'm trying to tend to out there. And then we're looking to do our wedding in Saloon um, this August. So we got to keep you guys posted on that. Okay, okay. Oh, yes. man. Listen, that yeah. look, listen, you you setting up a high bar for some of these fellas out here. Sorry, so, who would have ever thought after the first Tulum that you would get engaged there the next time and then married there? In the future, well, oh, did, that's so. Did, did he at least let you get your nails done so that <laughs> if you wanted to take pictures? But since he liked nails anyway, yours stayed done, right? <laughs> My nails were done like pre-trip, um, but it, we were we. I was good. We were only okay. there. We lasted. Nice, gotcha, nice, gotcha. nice. Yeah. Nice. blow the surprise, you know? Because I am nosy <laughs> and um. Yeah, those were the one of the three things I told him when we first met that I am hyper vigilant, empathic, and extremely nosy. So it's very, very hard to surprise me. And are you surprised, Monica? Completely surprised. Mm-hmm. And like double surprised because I feel like the dinner alone was a surprise. Yeah. And like I, I was like, oh my God, you did such a great job. This is amazing. And then at the end of the dinner, he starts rambling with his like real surprise. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? Is this really happening? Nice. Yeah. Aww. Oh, that's so sweet, you that's guys. Awesome. That's awesome. Now, so do you guys prior to this or just in planning your trips, have you guys outside of your, you know, two-story foyer? Four year, four year, mm-hmm. right? Um, have you guys put together like a let me let's say a top ten places or a top five places y'all wanted to visit? First, where have you been together? Just name a, a couple of places that you. I was about together. to say we want to go everywhere. Yeah, we, <laughs> we have a list of places that we want to go. I don't know if we have a top five or. Um, where have we been together? We've been to Montreal. We've been to Seattle. We've been to Mexico. We've been to. Orlando, mm-hmm. we've been to DC counts, right? You count those DC, domestic Maryland. Travel. We've Delaware. been to Delaware. Where else have we been? We've been to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. We've nice. been to there's another country we've been to. I can't remember. We were supposed to go places, but thanks to COVID. the pandemic, we COVID. Yeah. yeah, that that put a that put a damp on a lot of people's yeah. trips. I know for me, that put a damp on my trips. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's okay. So some of the so some of the top top places that you want to go together. What's on your travel list? So she want to go to Seychelles. She always wanted that for her honeymoon. Um, I'm down. I I want to go there, but I want to go all over Africa. I actually want to hit every you country go to in Africa. 
which yes. we're, we're going to at the end of Sibana, the year. Ghana, nice. Um, nice. Afrochella and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else? We got Dia lined up. We trying to get to Morocco, Marrakesh as well. Of course. <laughs> um, what else? Um, do we have anything else already scheduled or lined up? We got Dr. schedule. We got Saloon schedule. We got Africa schedule. I think that's all we have scheduled schedule for this year. Mm-hmm. But where else would we like to go together? Um, gotta gotta go to South Africa together. Mm-hmm. Gotta go to uh, would love to go. I, I'm. I, I'm not too big on Europe. I'm good on Europe. No Europe. Europe got the food, man. Uh, not true. I've been to Europe. I've been to Europe. Yeah, I've been everywhere. I've been to quite a few places. Rome like, has some good food, but I really want to go to Portugal. Yes. Um, in states, gorgeous. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he's not really interested in those trips, but we'll go. She's gonna be like, who decided to go? Oh yeah, you decided. Well, I mean, it could be a stop on the way to Africa, and then yeah. everybody. That's what we were supposed to do yes. in 2020. We were supposed to stop in Portugal and then continue on to Morocco, and that trip unfortunately got canceled. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of my other clients was getting married out there, so and then Aww. pandemic happened and shut it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so with that being said. Like you both have traveled individually, mm-hmm. right? Like, what has have you experienced um, people's reaction to you traveling while black? Because, like, we know being black in America is sometimes a curse, right? Um, rarely a gift. Um, but what has that experience been like for you internationally, or just in your travels domestically or internationally? Hmm. In my travels, being black. Um, I, you know what? It's interesting because I see the racism in certain places, right? I just recently went to Brazil and I see the racism and do the, the colorism, you know, of racism. So like the racism against the dark skinned people out there versus the light skinned people. And it's sad to me. It's sad. I see it in Africa as well. Um, the Africans versus, you know, uh, the, 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 the other African um, folk. But I think that I personally don't have or experience the same type of racism. Um, simply being that I'm from America, from because uh, I'm from the states. Mm. You know, I've seen it big time in Dubai how they treat the Filipinos and the Africans in Dubai, mm. which is horrible to me as well. But because I'm I'm an American and I'm from New York, we don't get the same treatment. I haven't gotten the same treatment. You know. Um, so that stood out to me. And it's sad to see, you know, that they got to go through that because yeah. I've seen quite almost, like even I've been to DR, you know, and 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 the brown-skinned people in DR don't want to acknowledge that they're Black. They're darker than me and they don't want to mm-hmm. acknowledge that they're Black. Like for me, mm-hmm. that is so whack. Mm-hmm. And it's sad to see, you know, that everywhere around the world, pretty much dark-skinned people, brown, Black and brown people, I consider myself brown, not Black, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> brown people, don't um like they get treated unfairly all around the world. I haven't seen anywhere in the world where they necessarily get treated fairly. Um, and the most love I have seen is in Africa, though. You know, mm. the most love I've seen, I've been to three coasts in Africa: North Africa, East Africa, South Africa, and I never got any love nowhere else in the world that I've experienced in Africa like that. That's you know? so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I would say I haven't necessarily experienced racism, or maybe it is in other in, in my other travels. No, maybe domestically, maybe going down south a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think what sticks out to me the most is a recent trip. Well, recent enough within the last like three years or two years or so, I was in DR. Um, a place where I frequent often being that I have, you know, my roots are there. Um, and we were staying at a resort in Punta Cana mm-hmm. and the staff at the resort were just awful to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could see how they were like catering to the white and the, Euro- the Europeans that were there mm-hmm. and like wanted no parts of providing the same level of service for us because I mean, I don't know if they consider us to be locals because you know once they start talking to you then the, you know they hear you speaking Dominican I will say so they're kind of, <laughs> 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 they, get it, they get it they're like oh primo okay <laughs> and and it was it was one of my worst Oh, wow. experiences ever and it was crazy I remember like my my mom was there and we we're like how is this happening in our country like this is insane mm-hmm. um, yeah never again so, <laughs> never. so so let me ask you uh, a, a follow-up to that as a woman traveling have you felt safer or less safer traveling internationally when you would travel by yourself or with other people mm-hmm. I've never really experienced traveling by myself okay okay um I might like take a flight by myself, but I've never been a hundred percent by myself in any, any destination. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm too fearful of that. Okay. Even though, you know, I want to, it's something that I want to do, but I'm a little bit of more of a worry wart now. Um, and haven't had the balls to do it yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the most alone that I've been was, I think I went to Miami once by myself. Mm. Um, but I have people there, you know, I did stay to myself the entire time. Um, but yeah, and I felt relatively safe. I didn't really venture out much. It was kind of like just some me time that I took and I you know, went to the beach and maybe took a walk and that was about it. Um, so it didn't really feel um, too scary to me. Um, traveling internationally alone, I don't know if I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. You're not ready for that. You look, Hurricane Fitness is gonna have you in tip top shape. We're gonna you some boxing moves, some self defense moves. You can't do that. And we're gonna make sure everywhere you go, you find something to protect yourself with. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I but, get I get it, Monica. It's a different consideration when you're a woman and you're traveling by yourself and so much more you have to think about in terms of safety and, you know, keeping your head on a swivel, watching your back, you know, people. I mean, you go to the car dealership and by yourself and you get treated differently. So yeah. imagine, you know, traveling abroad and all that. Diff- I, I get it. I totally understand. So have you guys seen a difference in the way people approach you or the way people see you both interact with you interact with you together now right because you know rodney you this big tall light-skinned well my bad brown man (laughs) 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 you you this big tall brown man right and you know before it would be that karen walking across the street right 
But now you got Monica, which yeah, she might Karen will see you and she'll she walk like, right past you, and you know, go across the street. But if you were a lady, maybe you experience things differently. Have you guys you seen yourself. that? Um, I think that's yeah. I think that is the case all around the world. Um, just being black, um, a black man in this world, you know. Like, I don't like riding in a car with a bunch of black guys in New York City at all, you know, mm-hmm. let alone any of these middle of America um, states, you know. So I definitely experience people a little bit more comfortable um, when I'm with a female. Um, so Monica, when I'm with Monica, nobody really gives me a hard time. Nobody really thinks I'm too much of a threat. Um, unless I start opening my mouth and acting up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes people need to get what they need to get. Yeah, it's hard to close my mouth when it's time to uh, let it ring. Um, (laughs) And so, Monica, so you know, New York is notorious for the cat calls. Um, Certain countries around the world are notorious for the "Hey, mommy," especially the DR. (laughs) That they think you local, so they're gonna talk to you how they want to. But they see Hurricane come up behind you. Hurricane, say something if you want. <laughs> <laughs> look at how he went. Look at how he went back in bodyguard mode. Like <laughs> I dare you. I, I, I love that. I love having him as a as my companion everywhere. It doesn't matter. Like if we step outside of the house, it's amazing to have him. It's it's such a sense of security. Yeah. Um, you know, one being him being a man and then on top of that him being the man that he is mm. you know takes it to a whole nother level mm-hmm. so definitely for sure nobody bothers me it'd be funny though it'd be funny <laughs> see the whole right? come out that's why it'd, it'd be funny like i see like it'd be moments where she may be by herself like say she on one side of the street or one side of the curb um and i'm not necessarily standing next to her people be looking at her you know they'd be wanting to say something I don't think I ever seen anybody say anything, but they be having it like they be yeah. fixing themselves. Uh-huh. You said something to somebody one time. You're like, "Nice, right? That's me." Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my man, my man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like for the most part, yeah, people will look out, they look at me, and be like, "Nah, we're not gonna do this. We don't want that. Headache. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want that headache, brother." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's and and you know, and that's interesting because you know, you guys have lived through a pandemic, right? Together. And that's pretty much made y'all stronger, right? That's mm. that's probably why Tulum 2.0 was what Tulum 2.0 was, right? Because <laughs> it could have been Tulum nothing after that. Yeah. So <laughs> so so you guys mentioned earlier that the pandemic kind of ruined some trips. How did how else has it affected how, well your not life? not just how has it affected how have you guys you know we we were all locked down especially in new york city right mm-hmm. restaurants on restrictions leaving the houses on restrictions mm-hmm. the lines around the corner for all the supermarkets like how have y'all transitioned from the lockdown to where we are today to kind of a, a new norm right mm-hmm. with a new variant every day and still <laughs> being able to like <laughs> move everything. around right cuz you know, and it's it's our current reality, right? Mm-hmm. We, we're dealing in a time where we're still in a pandemic, but we still have to live our lives. So how has your lives changed, right, to kind of a new normal now? I'm going to let you tackle this one. I was hoping you would. 
<laughs> well, Rodney, so we're, we're gonna start with you, right? So, um, I, I'm, I'm assuming Hurricane Fitness had to go virtual at some point, another some adjustments had to happen. What kind of right? adjustments? What kind totally, of adjustments did you have to make? So, we totally went virtual, um, when it, when the pandemic first hit. So, for like the first maybe three to six months, um, we went completely virtual. I maybe had three clients coming in in person. Um, that's about it. Um, and even then, that was a lot for Monica during that time because nobody knew what was going on. It was a lot, you know. Um, but me being like a health and fitness person, for me, being locked in a house, avoiding sunlight is not good. For me, being locked in a house is, is, is not healthy. You know, like they preach and take the jab. Well, prior to taking the jab, they preach and just avoid everything. But they wasn't preaching, you know, exercise, eat right you know, build your immune system up, do the right things to actually be healthy, you know? And for me, um, I thought it was a crock of shit from the beginning, to be honest, you know? And I still do. I still think like that, even though it is real. But for the most part, what I see is they're not preaching what's the number one leading cause of death in this country, which is heart disease, right? They're not preaching that if you eat better and you can avoid diabetes and high blood pressure, high cholesterol, all those things that create your high risk for the virus to be able to, you know, take control of you. So people are quick, people, you know, people want the easy way out. And I preach it's not about the easy way out. It's, it's about doing lifestyle changes to really, really be healthy because a jab is a band-aid, you know, taking a vaccine is a band-aid and it's not really going to make you healthy if you're still going to have the same poor habits you still going you just going to be susceptible to the next vaccine or I mean, to the next virus or the next thing that may come along that make you susceptible to it so um that's what i'm saying as far as that you know and we definitely did pivot in the beginning going um, virtual until we figured out what was going on you know people's comfort level and now even this past winter people's comfort level has gotten more fear risen you know due to the the marketing of covid-19 um but we are doing our best. So now we offer hybrid options. Um, we definitely, you know, you know, enlisted COVID you know, protocols and make sure everybody is either vaxxed or um, um, we make sure they sanitize when they come in. We used to do thermal checks, but that's not necessarily, you know, so accurate all the time. Um, we limit, we limit class sizes now. You know, so we don't have, you know, we, we discontinue the boxing class, boxing express class that Jackie wants to keep going. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, and we offer a more private training, you know, so we just trying to give each other, um, we'll give our clients their own private personal area and space to work in. Being that we are a small studio, a small facility, we uh, are much more intimate. Um, so it's not like a big box gym. We don't have as much high traffic coming in. So we definitely are able to operate um, we've been operating entirely throughout the pandemic and business actually has been gotten better for us, mm. um, because we are a small space and, you know, able to kind of pivot how we have. Um, but yeah, so I, I, business has been good, uh, due to the pandemic. I don't see, uh, personally too much of a reason not to live your life. You know, I kind of, um, it was this joke. It was this joke um, that that um, I forgot where I heard it from, but it was something along the lines of, um, you know, like people are being fearful and not willing to travel, right? And like people, like like throughout the pandemic, a lot of 
people, a lot of relationships were in heavy distress. It was bringing a lot of things that people couldn't really take. And a lot of people were separating. Um, and, and the joke went along something along the lines of like how uh, the woman was so fearful, the, the girlfriend was so fearful of COVID, she wanted to just stay in and like, you know, protect herself. And the boyfriend, you know, he wanted to live his life. And they ended up breaking up. And then she ended up seeing him on Instagram living his best life on a trip somewhere in the islands with his next girlfriend, you know, <laughs> while, she's, while she's like mad. And like, that's a reality for a lot of people. It's tearing a lot of people out the, up. The divisiveness of it mm -hmm. is like hard to deal with um, because I think that people who are fearful and not able to live their life and, ha you know, and live how they want to live are the ones who are in a way kind of, I would say jealous or envious of the ones who choose to live how they want to live, you know? And I think it's just a choice for everybody. It's a personal choice for everybody. Nobody has a right to, to, to make the other person feel bad, to have any type of um, animosity towards them or, or any type of ill will towards them. But I think that I see that a lot happening. Um, but for me, I look at life as, Life is short, you know? I had a lot of family members die. I, I averaged six per year for the last 20 years, you know? And for me, it's like, if I'm gonna live my best life and if I die, I'm gonna die being happy, doing something I love and enjoying life. I'm not gonna die regretting, I wish I did this, I should've did that. We all gotta die sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's just, for me, it's just how I go out. And I'm going out with a bang, I promise you that. You know, <laughs> last year I took five trips out of the country. You know, we did, I think, two together and I did three um, with like friends and family. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to Jamaica, went to Mexico twice, went to Colombia, went to Brazil, you know, and we trying to do, I'm trying to do three to five trips every year for the rest hey, of my life. Listen, yeah. let us know when you go and we with you outside of April. Right. <laughs> let's, let's go, let's put it together. <laughs> um, so Monica, what about you? Like as a photographer, you know, there's no remote photography, right? <laughs> right. And then no. but the thing is, there's a boatload of pandemic babies, right? So, I mean, Ooh. is the... Is, <laughs> <laughs> it's a balancing act. It's like that break led to booming business. You know right, what I mean? Right. At the time I was working in production. So I was working at a, a large production studio yeah. and obviously was furloughed. Um, and I, I, I loved the time being home. I love the time you know, being able to be a mom, being more present, being a partner, you know, tightening up my domestic game at home um, <laughs> was definitely fun. And we, I think we got to bond more, um, obviously being cooped up in the house together. And we did stuff though. We went hiking, we, you know, we went to the park, we went for, a, we would go for drives upstate, we would go to the supermarket upstate rather than waiting on the line. One of our trips was during that time. We drove to Orlando. We drove, a week yeah, Orlando. we drove to Orlando. Oh, she not about that life. That drive, that drive was serious. I ain't about that life either. With two kids too. Oh, wow. With two kids, we drove um, 
we we split it up though two days we did eight Mm -hmm. hours one day eight hours the next day and we we had a it was a great family trip we didn't do anything we rented (laughs) a house the house had a pool Uh and you know we cooked the girls went swimming we hung out we watched movies it was nice to get have a change of scenery um but that time together for me it was I think for everyone it was kind of interesting to navigate yeah um, because you know we all come with our own sets of ideas and fears or not fears and trying to figure out how to coexist in a harmonious way um was quite challenging and I think it kind of laid the foundation for the success of our relationship Mm -hmm. um and uh you know once things started lightening up I did get back into like working a little bit in production but for the most part I shifted 100% to shooting now Mm -hmm. um and I am too busy with these babies. Let me just. <laughs> <You're> so good. <laughs> Listen, um, the pandemic babies ain't ain't no joke, man. They, they built are... different, and they're so cute. They built different. <laughs> they are built different. different. They're a little like they're so cute, but they're a little crazy. Like they fight back. They're like, no, I don't want to lay my head this way. They like, sit, they they're sit. picking their heads up. I'm like, you're yeah, seven days up. old. What are you doing? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, it has been amazing um it's been super fun and i appreciate all of those couples being cooped up um, <laughs> because business is booming um yeah it's it's been it's been fun to get back into in the swing of things um for sure okay so how has your trip planning changed right so if you were to give any new travelers new couple travelers tips Mm -hmm. like what are some things that have changed from previous that you would tell them all right these five things i would recommend you do before you plan any trip don't forget your mask (laughs) (laughs) i would say i would say have a have a detailed conversation um because as I mentioned, people are different. Everybody has their own idea of what's okay and what's not okay. And I think kind of coming up with almost like a script where you guys can be prepared for, you know, things that might happen um, or how you're going to approach, you know, what your COVID protocols might be. Um, I think planning that stuff out ahead of time is, is definitely helpful because you know, picture yourself finding yourself at the airport and, you know, something that one person doesn't agree on is, you know, you guys are faced with that. Having to deal with that in the moment kind of could sour things a little bit because even though we're traveling through this pandemic and stuff, it's still an exciting thing. You you know, you're amped up, you're going, you're going to have a good time. Um, so kind of ironing those things out ahead of time, I, I feel could be super, super helpful. Between the couples, you mean? Yeah. 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 I, I agree. And I think also what would be helpful um, is really learning what countries' requirements, you know, like like what requirements have for each country is super important because not all 
countries are as strict, but some are super strict, you know? Some require vaccinations with boosters by now. Some require just vaccinations. Some require just COVID, negative COVID-19 tests, you know? Um, some require them three days before or a day before and knowing, you know, exactly what's those requirements. You know, like we just went to, uh, my last trip went to Brazil and my friend got the COVID test on a Friday. We flew out on, a, I think on Monday and we get to the airport and at the airport, they're like, listen, your COVID test is valid to fly out right now, but it's not valid when you land. So when he landed in Sao Paulo, it wouldn't have been valid. And then they would, they, so they wasn't going to let him get on the plane. He had to right then and there, go get a, go get a test. Um, and had to get it in enough time. It took 45 minutes for him to like return it. And he got it just in enough time for him to be able to get on the plane. It cost him $250 in the airport to get that COVID test, you know, cause that's when they're going to get you in the airport. You know, that's when it costs. Um, so yeah, just being, you know, being aware of all of the requirements of, you know, what it entails, where you're going, paying attention to your documents. Same friend, same friend missed his flight on the way back, got stuck in Brazil, <laughs> um, had to fly, had to buy a whole new flight to Mexico to be able to get back home. Wow, that's great. Um, yeah, yeah. because yeah, I know Brazil changed their requirements coming in, I think, by was it New Year's around or right mm. around that time you needed to be vaccinated to come into the country or something like that. So mm. I know like I know people were doing a mad dash to get to Brazil before that law passed. So mm. I can't imagine. Because I think when we was out there, they changed it to where something like where you only needed to, um you only needed like a day or something if you if you uh I don't know, you just needed I think was, I'm not sure if he was vaccinated, you just needed a day notice okay. or one day to have a negative COVID-19. If you wasn't, you need three days, something like that. I'm, I, I can't remember, but yeah, just being aware of all of that, you know? Those are some, those are some great tips. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate y'all. So tell us again what y'all got going on so people know, one, what organizations, what businesses you guys got going on, and then two, how people can find y'all. So once again, I'm Rodney Hurricane Carter. You can find me at hurricanefit.com. You can find me on Instagram uh, at Hurricane Fitness NYC. Uh, also, Hurricane Hit Hit H I I T um, is my other my personal Instagram page. Um, and you can check me out if you want to book a session. Feel free, and we take good care of you. Like I said, we save lives one rep at a time. <laughs> <laughs> that line that's a guy <laughs> um, it worked <laughs> yeah um, Monica uh, V Photography is my website V is spelled V-I-E like life in French because uh, I like to capture life's moments um, and my Instagram is Monica V-I-E photo underscore um, I can also be reached on my cell phone, 917-564-9797. Uh, do all kinds of portraits, so hit me up if you're interested. You do events, you do weddings, you do all of that stuff, too. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I do all of that. <laughs> oh, man. Power Listen, power couple gotta, right you there. Gotta you got to promote her. You got to promote her. You know what I'm right. saying? Listen, it's coming all in one pot anyway, so they can travel the world. <laughs> exactly. 
got you know it. Know? That's it. That's it. Where are we going next? Well, I definitely want to thank you both for doing the show. Um, mm. You guys gave us a lot of information. You guys yeah. opened the doors into your lives and how you guys met, how you guys started traveling, why y'all started traveling. Actually, I think we missed one thing. Like, what what drives y'all to continue to travel? Like, as a as a as an ending point. Like, what's the one thing that? Is it culture? You, is it food? Is it yeah. new experiences? It's all of the above. Um, but this, I think there's a, a quote that says, um, "Life is like a book, and if you don't travel." Uh, it's only on you, you, you're still on one uh the first chapter mm. yeah. so it's like yeah we got to create every every life experience is a different chapter every travel every destination is a different chapter like it exposes you to so much and for me it's, it's a big motivator yeah mm, mm, that's deep that's deep life is like a book every destination every trip is a chapter, chapter. That's awesome. You don't go anywhere. I'm going to steal that. Chapter. I'm going to steal that. It's not copyrighted you know yet. I copyrighted. You, you should Google it first just to make sure. <laughs> I'm the right, you know, reference. But definitely. I'm going to give you one more. Because one more, one more story I forgot to say, right? It was about the, the I think it was racism against Americans, right? Yeah. I'm going because I was black, right? Racism against Americans. This is a story. I was in South Africa. I went to South Africa by myself because um, all of my family and friends were supposed to go on me, flaked on me. It mm-hmm. ended up turning out to be one of the best trips I ever had in my life. Right? So I'm out there. I meet these guys. One of them ha- um, tells me he's a, 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 like a filmmaker. The other one tells me he's into politics. Turns out these guys are like really into politics and like associated with President Zuma and all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm hanging out with them. Um, so the one guy comes to get me, we driving around Johannesburg. He lets me, he has a Benz, like an older Benz. He's letting me drive his Benz and whatnot around Johannesburg. We go pick up another friend. His, uh, uh, the other friend is from Congo, DRC, but he's in Johannesburg for this weekend to do some business. Now this other friend grew up in the States, like for 25 years, went back to Congo because his father is the prime minister of, Con- of DRC. And you know, he just said it was just more opportunity out there for him, right? So we in the car, we're driving around, we go to some bar, we leave the bar, police pull us over to extort us, right? Mm-hmm. Police pull us over to extort us. And the driver, my friend who, you know, first friend, he gets out of the car and he starts spazzing on the police. So me and my guy, you know, the guy from DRC is like, yo, who grew up in the States, is like, whoa, bro, chill, please. Because you don't talk to police like that in the States, you yeah. know? So we like, yo, chill, it ain't that deep as I. He's like, nah, fuck that. They disrespecting me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, um, you, I'm a, I'm a soldier, something like that. He was like, no, I got diplomats in the car. He goes to the trunk and he pulls out his big ass AK. What? <laughs> 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 his big ass gun. And I'm like, fuck, you had me driving around the car with that shit the whole time. And he's just going off on the police officer, letting them have it. They go off, they walk off some way, talk. I don't know what happened. Me and the car, me and me and the other guy in the back seat, it's like, what the fuck is going on? We hope we don't go to jail out here right now. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, the police officer comes to the car. 
He's apologizing to us. You guys, I'm sorry, sir. You guys are good. You guys go ahead. No worries, no problem. And he let us go. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. All right, that's how go. white people talk to police in the United States. How white people talk to, yeah. You know, that's crazy. Well, <laughs> so it's well, totally different. Yeah, life is totally different. Yeah. Right. That was right. definitely an amazing story, and right. we're gonna end on that because Roddy's gonna kill us with another one, <laughs> and we ain't ever gonna end this episode. But I, I do appreciate both. <laughs> I do appreciate doing this, and um, you know, once again, it was it was definitely my pleasure to have y'all both on. Yes, thank you. Our for pleasure. Our, our pleasure. Our yes. pleasure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yeah. We got three, four months. <laughs> I'm working we on. We got it. 95 days. I'm working. Start on me already now. She be ready for every hour. Yes. All right. <laughs> Real love that you want I'll show you that and then some So come on